Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Station, 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 station. Here's Donovan Mitchell. The release, it is up. Hit back rim, no. Put back. Oh, no! By Donovan Mitchell with three seconds left. Are you kidding me? He intentionally missed the shot, followed up his miss, went to the glass and laid it in with three seconds left. I think the free throw was a huge, huge, huge factor in the game. And listen, it's been two games in a row. You know, DeMar obviously got fouled the other night against them. And I think the two-minute report will come out and say he crossed the line. And I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. But at least what I saw on film, it made it hard for Patrick to block him out because he was certainly across the free throw line before the ball hit the rim. And indeed, the incredibly unsatisfying two-minute report came out and showed just that. So no need for a Billy Donovan apology. It just sucks. And the Bulls have been on the wrong end of too many of those calls. But it doesn't really change the fact that the Bulls aren't very good. And even if you have a win here, a win there, it doesn't alter the overall trajectory. But the NBA is an interesting place right now. And here to talk about it is Brian Geltzidler. We like to check in with Geltzy every once in a while to get his take on what's happening in that wild league. He's on Twitter at NBA. Serious XM host and NBA TV contributor is on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Geltzy, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year to you guys, Dan. Layla has everything, all right? Well, not really, Kelty. First of all, Donovan Mitchell <laughs> scored 71 points. It's not ideal if you're the opponent. And then I know I appreciate the NBA trying to be transparent and hold themselves accountable. There's been a lot of these last two-minute reports that have gone against the Bulls, and that lane violation is pretty egregious when that sends it into overtime. Yeah, that was ugly. That was Billy Donovan was 100% right. Um, That was ugly. That was a a really bad missed call. It's really hard to shoot the basketball, wait for it to hit, and somehow end up with the ball in your hands under the basket without leaving the free throw line early. So it it was a bad one. Um, Mitchell had a fantastic game. Uh, Listen, I would have liked it a little bit better if Billy Donovan at some point in time, and I know he had 11 assists, but if at some point in time I would have liked it a heck of a lot better if Billy Donovan sent a double team at him, which didn't really happen at all ever in that game, um, just to get the ball out of his hands when he was hot like that. But these are things that happen over the course of a long season, and I think Dan said something very prescient as he was introducing me before, which was the fact that 
I just don't know that. And listen, the Bulls will scrap and fight in certain games. They're not a good defensive team at all. They're not all that connected a team all the time. And I think what Dan said was pretty spot on. They're just not very good. And it, it shows up in a lot of different ways during some of these games. And it shows up against young, hungry, bad teams that just run around them and jump around them because they've got more live wire athleticism than the Bulls have. And then it shows up on nights when the Bulls are matched up okay, but their clunky offensive combination of guys who all need the ball can't quite get things settled. And it's even when they're playing well, I've noticed that they're that it's very hard for bad things to snowball on them, no matter what Billy Donovan tries to do. Yeah, part, and a big part of that, Dan, is the fact that they just and I know this is going to sound overly simplistic, but I know you know where I'm coming from. They just don't get enough stops. You can't be this kind of defensive basketball team and expect to be successful in the NBA. They just, and that's when you talk about things snowballing, things are generally snowballing because their transition defense isn't very good. You roll two wings out that aren't good defensive players, both gifted offensive players. DeMar DeRozan has been a revelation since they brought him in, you know, uh, um, two summers ago, but, and he's terrific offensively. He's not a good defensive player. Zach Levine is who knows how that is. He's gotten a little bit better defensively, but he's not great defensively. You know, I've been on this show enough that you guys know I've pounded the table to get yourself a rim-protecting center. Nikola Vucevic is not it. And so Neither you know, is Andre Drummond. No, he has, listen, the thing about Drummond is that it's, it's all very simple for Drummond. If he's in shape, he helps. When he's not in shape, he doesn't help. And he's not in shape. And the thing is, most of the time recently, in the recent NBA years, he hasn't been in shape. So he's not going to help either. You don't have that rim protector. And, and this thought that somehow Patrick Williams was going to be the cavalry defensively is putting too much on a young player that missed a large portion of his rookie year. Um, I know they're missing Lonzo Ball, and he was supposed to help defensively, but Lonzo's not coming in with a cape on his back to get stops either whenever he comes back. It's not in terms of having a good defensive basketball team. It's you just don't have good defensive personnel, and and it's hard, you know, in these situations for Billy Donovan, for lack of a better term, to make lemonade out of lemons on that end of the floor. You bring up though a double team on Donovan Mitchell, and it sounds like such a simple concept, but it illustrates how the Bulls do schematically play defense a bit. What do you think of that piece of this? Well, I think that so so when you and. I can't beat up Billy Donovan too badly on that, Layla. And the reason I say that no, I agree. is because it is because if you don't like, you can go and and I would have double teamed Donovan Mitchell. Don't get me wrong, just because he was so hot, you got to do something to get the ball out of his hands to let someone else beat you at some point during that game. So I I get that. I mean, Karis Lever played 39 minutes, had 10 points, went two or 13 from the field. Maybe you leave him uncovered and let him get have open threes. Like you know, like there, there's certain things that I would have done a little bit differently. But when you don't have a lot of good individual defenders and you don't have a lot of good help defenders, you start to double. 
and you leave massive holes in your defense. So he's really just trying to piece this thing together the best he can with what he has, which isn't much on the defensive end of the floor. And I'm not going to fry Billy here. I will fry Arturis Carnesivis and Mark Eversley a little bit. You should. You know, I I mean, I will. I got to tell you, you know, listen, I like Caruso's your best defensive player. But beyond that, you just don't have enough guys that can guard people. And, And here's your problem. The best course of action for the Bulls, and your fans are going to hate that I'm saying this, and they're going to get angry, and I'm going to say it anyway. The best course of action for the Bulls is to gut this thing and start over. It, you know, Vooch is in the last year of a deal. You still have to convey a first-round pick that you traded for him coming up this year, which is something that, you know, you, 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 want, to, you want to hide your head when, when you think about that. Um, DeRozan's value is never going to be higher. There's teams that will line up for DeRozan. What do you think the Knicks would give you for DeRozan right now? I think you do pretty well with the Knicks for DeRozan. The Knicks would take DeMar DeRozan. They would, they would give you a ton of value right now. What about They're Phoenix? I, I, like I, I, was, I was circling the Suns as a possibility, too. So here's the problem with the Suns. You have an ownership transition going on right yeah. now. And as long as that ownership transition is going on, and Brian Windhorst wrote a wonderful piece about it on the Hoop Collective yesterday on ESPN. As long as the ownership transition is going on right now, and Robert Sarver has say, and even though he's not supposed to technically have say because he's supposed to be suspended, but he's still the guy signing off on the budget because he owns more of the team than anybody else does right now. Um, as long as he's there, you're not going to be going over to tax with, with, with someone like that. And they're sitting there on Crowder, who's not starting and not playing. I just don't know the Phoenix ponies up financially enough to want And they're a tax team right now a little bit. He's not putting extra money into that team. And that would be required for them to bring DeRozan in. Now, there's, there's a couple of interesting destinations for DeRozan. The Lakers are an interesting destination. The problem with the Lakers is that you're looking at the 27 pick and the 29 pick. I don't know that does a lot for the Bulls. We're still just started 2023. You know what I mean? So, like, those picks are way off in the future. The other team I think is very interesting for DeRozan is the Dallas Mavericks, who happen to have, for, except for one pick they've conveyed to the Knicks, have all, which is protected, they have all their other picks. And they could be a team with a young player like a Josh Green and load a pick package to be able to bring to to put something meaningful up for DeRozan, who would be a wonderful compliment to Luka. But I would look at, I would tell you, I'd start to piece this thing apart. Listen, I I test the market on Zach Levine. If the knee's healthy and someone wants to look at the knee, let him look at the knee. You know, stars like Zach don't grow on trees. And when you look at what Rudy Gobert went for, what Donovan Mitchell went for, if you could fish back, three, four first-round picks and a couple of swaps for Zach Levine, even if you don't get a lot of players back. Maybe you got to look at that, too. Like, I kind of just think that's where the Bulls are right now. At 16-21, and 21, and with the way last season ended, you're in NBA purgatory. If you're not competing for a title and you're not rebuilding, where are you? Well, that where are you part is where the Bulls are right could now. You, could you get a first for Caruso? Yes. Caruso is so widely respected around the league. You could, and, and not only that, the contract's good. He's in the second year of what a four-year, thirty-six million dollar deal. You can get it absolutely get it but an unprotected first, but you could get a first for Caruso. Caruso's a guy that comes in to a, a title contending team and stabilizes their bench situation defensively, ha- shoots well enough, handles the ball well enough, and is he's well, he's a glue guy. He's a guy that that. Fans love. 
He's a guy that players love to play with. He plays his backside off. One of LeBron's favorites. LeBron loved playing with him. So, no, I think you could absolutely get a first for Caruso. Okay, let's let's have fun and hypothetical, Ann Gelsey. Let's just start with your Knicks, for example. So, I think DeRozan does fit there well, but that still doesn't solve their three-point shooting problem. So, I don't know how desperate they would be to get him to make that balance out. Additionally, Gobert is a multiple defensive player of the year. And I think that's why he still commanded that kind of return. I love Zach Levine. I think it's crazy when we're talking about, and I've said this before, before people were comfortable with the concept, when the public is talking about the idea of trading the player, you just signed to a max deal as a horrible indictment on the front office, of the entire regime, whether or not you want to admit it like that, that's a huge issue, but it's also how you're going to get all these pieces to fit in, the, in what we're talking about. Like the Mavericks, for example, that's not going to be a very high draft pick either when you consider where they are right now in the Western Conference and they're on the upswing, wouldn't you say? Yes, but you never know. You never know what happens. Luka gets hurt one year and all of a sudden you end up bumping into a very high pick. Listen, you could have said that exact same thing about Anthony Davis with the Pelicans and the Lakers. And and so and listen, if the Lakers don't make the play in this year with Anthony Davis hurt like this, and LeBron's been playing on a superhuman level, but he's 38 years old, the Pelicans could end up with a very high pick this year, and you wouldn't have said that when that trade was made. Well, so Anthony he, Davis wanted out, though. I think that's the other piece of this, un, right? Un, understood, but I'm going to go back to an example, okay? So the Clippers signed Blake Griffin to a five-year, $175 million deal, which was not quite a max deal at the time, but was very close. Okay? They, they, show, they showed him a video up on the board in the Staples Center at the time of him retiring as a Clipper. Six months later, he was on the Detroit business. All right? Now, that was done because the Clippers decided we need to take a couple of steps back to take a few steps forward, and this contract is going to hamstring us from doing that. Here is my point. I don't know that I make that an indictment on Arturis Carnesius and Eversley if they make the decision to trade Levine because Levine, they don't think Levine's the guy that's going to lead them towards title contention. And, it's, and, and by signing the guy to the deal, if you're able to go get value for him, it was asset retention. And sometimes these contracts are asset retention. So speaking of that, let me go to your Gobert scenario, Layla, because I think that's an important one to discuss. Contracts matter. Rudy Gobert was signed to an extension that was not necessary and absurd. The Gobert deal went down in the way that it went down, and no one ever would have come close to giving Utah what Minnesota gave them. Minnesota was desperate for a guy that they were able to say is an all-star player. And it didn't matter who. It didn't matter what position. They were desperate. That, that new ownership group, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, came in there, and it was all about the big splash. Listen, they screwed up the whole market. I mean, the Nets are grateful to the extent that it allowed them to put a huge price tag on Kevin, Gar- on, on Kevin Durant that no one would pay, and now the Nets are the hottest team in the league because they kept Kevin Durant. So it's, it's had its trickle-down effect on the rest of the league. But Gobert commanded that pretty much with that contract extension attached. And that's not a good contract. That's a bad contract. And if you look at what's happening in Minnesota now, on the other side of that deal, that's a problem for them. Listen, if Zach Levine's knees healthy, he's a fantastic player. He, he, he can do things offensively that very few guys in this league can do. And if you have the defensive infrastructure to deal with the fact that he's not all that strong or all that intuitive on that end of the floor – 
he can be a guy that can help a team a lot. And so somebody I think could step up, but I don't, I, I'll, I'll hammer, listen, I'll hammer this Bulls front office over the Vuce deal. I'm not going to hammer them for extending Zach Levine because it gives them a window. Even if they wanted to wait till next year, it gives them a window to be able to say, Hey, if we can't compete with this guy as our main guy, as long as he is healthy, we can go get a massive haul back for him. I don't criticize the fact that they signed him. I just, it's the symbolism, you know? What do you mean? Oh, just, just the fact that they just signed him to that max contract, the max. Well, to me, we was, haven't even been able to talk about that here. And it was also the timing after a, what was supposed to be a routine scope that for a while was limiting him uh, almost inexplicably. It looks now to me, and this is watching almost every minute of these games, I'm not thinking about his knee anymore. When I watch Zach, I'm not thinking, ooh, you know, if only he were healthy, he would have finished differently or he would have changed direction a little differently. I think that's coming back. And maybe you're right. Maybe it comes back just in time for the right scout or you know the the right pro personnel director to say, you know, maybe this guy can help us. And and I hope you're right. So the question I have, Gelsey, is who's going to win the NBA championship? Because I have no idea. It's uh, here's the. I'm not going to go out on a massive limb with this because it's really it's it's right now it's wide open. I would say it's going to be someone from the East. That I will tell you. And because it's the Eastern Conference, those top five teams. And by the way, Miami went and won against the Clippers the other night, who didn't have Kawhi. But they went and finally have their team back healthy. And Adebayo's made a big jump here this year. And Tyler Hero's made a big jump this year. You could make it six teams in the East. I don't think the Heat are necessarily a high-end title contender. By the way, I'm not sure the Cavs are either. But I think that the Celtics are. I think that the Nets are. I think the Bucks are. And I think the Sixers are. I think the Sixers have, have done what they've done, and they haven't had the Reese Maxey. He's coming back there. I think it's going to be someone from the East. I don't have a lot of confidence in anyone making a deep playoff run in the West, really, besides for uh, – the Nuggets are my favorite team in the West. I picked them to go to the finals at the beginning of the year. I'm very comfortable with that. Um, I think a lot of things that ha- haven't gone well for them, and they're still sitting in the one seat there. So – it's it, again, we're right now, it's really, really wide open. The other thing I think you have to watch for, you know, two teams in the West I think are very interesting here, and both of them are not where I think they're going to end the season in the standings. One of them is the Clippers, haven't had Leonard for more games than they, than they have had Leonard. And the other's and, the Warriors, right? And the other has to be the Warriors. It has to be. Listen, the Warriors have major issues, they have major issues on the bench. We have an owner who's willing to spend a gazillion dollars on payroll to try to maximize this Curry-Thompson-Green window, and you, can't, you, you cannot criticize it. You absolutely cannot criticize that fact. Um, but he's willing to do that. And what we've seen over the last week and a half, two weeks from Clay Thompson tells you that when Curry comes back, this Clay's getting it back, man. Mm-hmm. Clay's, and, and it's very interesting because we can talk about the needing healthier conditioning, timing, all of that. There was an adjustment with his shot that Ron Adams helped him with. He was leaning a little bit on his jumper. Since that adjustment's been made, he's been a dead-eye shooter. And we've forgotten very quickly that Clay Thompson has been a guy who's been a complimentary player to Steph Curry all these years, but he always has had the potential to be a lead dog on a title contender. He's carrying them on his back right now. Listen, they're going to have to go get some bench help. They have, these young guys can't guard. 
and that's the biggest problem they have on this bench. Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman especially. Kaminga's been a little bit better. They're going to – I mean, this is a crazy statement. The Warriors are going to have to keep Dante DiVincenzo healthy. He is <laughs> quite literally their best bench player. He's your best bench yeah, player. Yeah, or you're not so. going to have a bench. It's funny, but it's true. Okay? they got to keep him healthy. They, and he's been injured the large majority of his career. They need him. That's where they stand right now. It's going to be a very interesting team at the deadline to see how much they're willing to supplement that bench. But it has, you, you cannot right now, as bad as they've been on the road, when they get Curry back, and this is not a devastating injury that's going to linger all year with Curry. Curry will be back within, you know, two, three weeks here, and he's going to hit the ground running with Clay playing this way. The Warriors are going to be a second-half juggernaut here, I think, in the league. And, and I'll make this prediction. They're 20-18 and 18 right now. Okay, they're five games in a loss column behind the Nuggets. The Warriors will still, I don't know if they get the one seed, they still make some kind of push for the one oh, seed. Oh, <laughs> after everything the Nuggets fans are done, like, I think this is the year that Denver well, actually comes out of the West. And, and I think you talked yourself. I agree with you, by the way. I agree with you, Layla. I pick them to go to the finals, and I'm not jumping off it. But I'm telling you. I've been trying to make Warriors Denver happen done. for years, but that, man. But that, that's the Caruso destination then. Everything you're talking about, yeah. that's a team where the owner and everybody and Steph go, hey, get me Caruso. Well, what's it going to cost? I don't care. Bad bad first-round pick, though. That's it, it may cost. Listen, there's your first-round pick. There's your protected first-round pick for Alex Caruso. Now, do they have the contract to send back to make it work? They can probably figure that out. Maybe it's one of the young guys. That's, that's a great call, Dan. That is your Caruso destination because put Caruso there, yep. and you can have Caruso and DiVincenzo coming off that bench to guard some people. Because keep one thing in mind, one of the other guys that's been so good for them and helped hold down the fort while they've been dealing with young guys and injuries and all that has been Kavan Looney. Kavon Looney has been terrific for this team. He's been fantastic. The other night against Atlanta, he had a huge offensive rebound late for them. And Looney's not one of these guys that gets an offensive rebound and treats it as his entitlement to take whatever shot he wants because he got an offensive rebound. Kicks it out and starts the offense over unless it's a layup. Like, he's such a smart, instinctive player. He plays the pick and roll well. They won a title last year with him playing the five. And, and listen I don't think they're going to win it all again. I still think an East team is going to win it all. I picked the Sixers at the beginning of the year. Um, I, 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 don't, I like the way the Sixers look. The one team that right now that scares me with my Sixers prediction beyond any other is the Nets because the Nets are playing at a level that I did not think that they could get to this year. I called them lowest floor, highest ceiling team in the league when the season began. Well, at least this 12-game winning streak is even a higher ceiling than what I thought they could be. That's mm-hmm. how good they've been, and they're deep now. Everybody's healthy. They're deep. They look really – like their ceiling is higher than anybody's. With all that said, I still think we're looking at an East team likely to win the title. Ryan Geltzeiler, outstanding. This is great. Thank you. Always my pleasure, guys. You know, you're two of my favorites. Any, anytime. Love oh, it. I bet you say that to everybody like talking who's so guilty. Thank you. <laughs> hey, that you was know a what, Layla? They all believe it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Geltzeiler, Sirius XM, NBA Radio, NBA TV, at B Geltz, NBA. Let's be more specific and talk a little bit of bulls when we come back on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 747 to go, fourth. Levine gives it up to Vucevic, the swing out on the right baseline, right? Caruso, nasty crossover, and scores! Oh, he just put Deuce McBride on skates. Oh, my goodness, that was a crossover and pullback. Oops. We're tied at 101. I heard that my was eyes. Filthy. It'll be up to the Bulls to break this 12-game Nets winning streak tonight on Sports Radio 670. The score of the home of Bulls basketball. You will hear that game with Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington on the call. This is something we discovered last night. Air Dill. When we were when we were taping the organizations win championships podcast, a new episode just dropped. Who do you think among those who do it regularly is currently the Bulls' best three-point shooter? Vooch. No. Patrick Williams. It's Patrick Williams. <gasps> because of the volume? Patrick Williams is shooting 40% as a three-point shooter. And there are a number of times during each game when I find myself saying, shoot it. Shoot the J. Shoot it. Pull it. It's there. you got a high release. You're 6'8". And whether it's in the corner or at the top, it looks good coming out of his hand. They need more of that. And he did it a couple times early in the recent game against the Cavs. Pull it. you know. And, and I don't get mad if you miss a good shot. I don't. I don't. I get mad if you miss a bad shot. Defenses are giving him open looks, and you've got to make him pay for that. So fine. Make him pay. Go ahead. And, and I think you asked a good question when Geltsy said that Drummond isn't in shape. There's a reason his minutes have been going down. And I know a lot of his minutes are matchup-based because of what he does and what he doesn't do. But if there is a conditioning issue with him, that would be unfortunate for a 29-year-old vet who looks like he's I, 48. I'm not ready to go there yet about, about the conditioning because if you see the speed at which he's playing with the bench unit, I don't get that impression. With Drummond, to me, it's a spacing issue, and so much of this Bulls team relies on 
pinpoint spacing. This they're also just giving up way too many second chance points, and that's adjacent to Drummond. But he can't be he can't be on his own when it comes to that. Like yeah. I I know he can rebound. We all know he can rebound, and that could mean as much as. 40 points in a game when he's on fire and he he'll give you 20 in a game which he's apt to do but this is a Bulls team as you know that has given up way too many second chance points. You know who's really good at that by the way? The Nets. This is a terrifying combination. And it was the last 10 games. We we crunched some of the numbers yesterday when we were talking to I I'm I'm losing track of what I was talking to yesterday. You did 8 I, hours of radio yesterday for reasons I don't understand. I think it was when Jason Leisure and I were talking to Joe Cowley. And first 27 games, the Bulls were second best in the league at second chance points given up. In the last 10 games, they're 28th. That's bad. And you start looking at the the combinations. It's these double big lineups when teams have two guys out there that are making it difficult for you. The Bulls can't answer lineups because you can't play Vooch and Drummond at the same time unless it's a really unique circumstance. And they're running into these teams that can have an extra big out there. And if, if you were just reading box scores, if you weren't watching the games – and you were just looking at that big a drop off and allowing that allowing the offensive rebounding that you're allowing. Mm-hmm. The con- and that has been one of the real problems huge. this season. The, but especially the last 10 games. The conclusion I would draw, and it's usually not a pro thing, this would be a college thing. I would immediately say they went to zone. Because that that is the only kind of, of discrepancy. When you see something flipped like that, and you see a team that had been playing man that goes to a 1-3-1 one, one, or a 2-3 two, three, two, three. that makes it really hard to defensive rebound. They're going to 2-3. And that's what it but they're not. They do. Not but not like this like not like fundamentally. I mean it's that is They you, do go to 2-3 in the game. It's usually a side effect of it. A, a a side effect of zone is allowing offensive rebounds. Sure. Because you're not you don't have a guy to box out. Because you're guarding an area, you're not guarding a guy. And they always say when the ball goes up, even if you're in zone, a zone a coach will say, find a guy, match up. But it's really hard to do. I don't think it's because of that, but that's that's what I would look at and, and look at as, as something that usually would cause that kind of statistical, statistical discrepancy. Man, if you want to go real hoops junkie, I'd be curious to see how many of those rebounds are coming up when they go zone. Yeah, I, I would be interested. Because... Like thinking through games that I've watched like that. Something to keep in mind. It is. I mean, it also goes back to when Billy whiteboarded the three point defense. Like they're the closeouts are obviously not in places, and therefore they're not in the right places. But man, I, I know you you say that it's unintentional, and that's not quite the I, case. But I. I think it's also the case. You, you can't rule out a little bit of that, but but you need to go through. I'm sure someone has. I'm sure an analyst could say this is why this is happening. This is the defense we're in when this is happening. I bet the coaching staff definitely has. Yes. Additionally, if you want to talk about the second chance points even being worse than you thought, Casey Johnson Bulls have allowed at least 22 and four straight games, Man. and that's how you end up giving up the biggest comeback in the NBA this year. And that's when you aren't making up for the other extra possessions when you're giving the opponent extra possessions and you're not hitting threes, the math breaks because if you're not going to hit enough threes, you've got to, those chances are precious. 
crashes. And and those those stops, Jeez. the stops. Like Gelsey said, get stops. Get stops. Get stop. A real stop. Not just one stop and then they get an offensive rebound and a dunk. We went to drunk basketball crazy land with Gelsey. Are we going to talk about that or no? That's as much we're fun like, as quarterback. Let's man. have like 19 different. Tra- we were the NBA trade machine. It's okay. That's the sport where you do that. I love it. But I also, I also just want to add this. When we're talking about how I guessed Vooch and you said Patrick Williams. How do you feel about your bigs being out there at the three-point line like that? I, I don't mind it if everyone else is where they're supposed to be. I, fundamentally, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I loved the possession where Zach was the one who drove in and collapsed the defense and kicked it out to Vooch wide open at the top of the key, and it worked. That made me very happy as a basketball watcher. I loved that. I would be challenging Patrick Williams right now, too, to say, in your minutes, you can get me 10 rebounds a game. You can get me 10. What is he averaging now? Six, something like that. I mean, oh, look, you can, you can, you can get me. I, I need to count on you for ten rebounds a game in in that time. Because right now, Patrick is at. I'm looking. Is that right? Four. I'm looking. Give me a second. He's at four. What? Averaging yeah. just four? Yeah, in twenty eight and a half minutes. I would like, double that. Get me eight. I'll, I'll meet you. I'll meet you halfway. Get, get me. Get me at eight. And eight rebounds a game. And don't let guys jump over your back. And don't let guys race past you after they shoot a free throw. Even if they're in the lane early, you can. You can. That's your guy to box them out. But I think Patrick Williams sh- could reasonably be asked to double his rebounding total. Because when he gets them, they're big boy rebounds too. He, he, as as a, his position. Period, paragraph in the NBA, he needs to double that. Right? They're Kawhi rebounds. I mean, he's he's up above guys grabbing one-handed, you know, pin it against the backboard, bring it down kind of stuff. He's he's clearing people out. Just do more. That's effort. That's effort. Shoot a couple more threes, get a bunch more rebounds. You're you're immediately more valuable. And that is that's effort. That's something you can just do. You don't you go get the ball. You don't have to wait for it to find you. Just go get it. And tear your ass back down the other way because we we need you. I just the, the, a lot of their improvement, whatever it may be, is still going to be in continuing to activate Patrick Williams. Well, and that speaks to what Donovan was saying when at the beginning of the season when he wanted Patrick Williams to be more aggressive. It wasn't just with the three strides, you know, through the through to the basket. It was it was that kind of disruptive presence. A little breaking Bears news for you here. Kevin Fishbane of The Athletic says the Bears have signed wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown to a one-year contract extension. Don't make crazy eyes at me. It's fine as long as he is a special teamer and a reserve wide receiver. So you're talking about Mooney... Claypool. That you know, Mooney, Claypool, and St. Brown are in that receiving room next year. At the moment. I am certain there will be more, but I don't trust his hands. I love his blocking. Yeah, I like Equinamian St. Brown for what he's he's supposed to be doing. And he's inexpensive. I, I just I don't I don't think that means they're committing to him to catch important passes late in games. Who's uh, better players, we hope. 
hey, if you are a a Bears fan, you are going to want to join Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody, not just this afternoon for the Parkinson Spiegel Show, but the Miller Lite Top Draft Show tomorrow night at Offsides Sports Bar and Grill at 680 South Eastwood Drive in Woodstock from 7 to 10 p.m. And while you're enjoying the broadcast, you can register to win Bears tickets and other prizes. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. And speaking of the Bears, Lawrence Holmes teased at 530 yesterday that he was going to ask Tony Dungy a question on his new show on NBC Sports Chicago, Football Night in Chicago. He did ask that question of Tony Dungy, and he got a terrific answer. So we will play it for you next on the Bernstein and Holmes show with Layla Rahimi here on The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, Station, Station. I love that we still play Idols on Wednesdays. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution, and mine, by the way, was to go to the Shed Aquarium because I haven't been yet. I just creep all the videos on Twitter You've like a You've never, weirdo. ever been? So I work a lot of jobs at places and stuff. I feel like that's part of my issue. And the rebuild started, right? The remodeling is already underway. I don't know. Yeah. I just creep on the Twitter videos. I don't care. I'll go anytime. I just have to pick a day. They're doing a half billion dollar. It's going to it's gonna be going to take like 10 years to do. Well, so. that's okay. We live in construction. But I will also offer this. Idols, uh, Idols is a, uh, it's a concept of a community where they have t-shirts that say things like the house that allows you to fail a buck convention. They're pretty amazing. So if you're looking for something interesting or you want to mix it up, uh, try Radical Compassion and Idols. Thanks thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And speaking of the house that allows you to fail, uh, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday during the afternoon show, but I, I am told that now that they're through six ballots, that the that I, I successfully floated the name Shane Reardon as Speaker of the House, and I do think it's finally gaining some traction. I'm starting to see some reports that the potential is there that the that the they they could coalesce around a unity candidate that could end up being Shane. Three one two six four four sixty seven sixty seven. I'm going to solicit callers and then I'm not going to take any of them. <laughs> Don't know why that was it for me. That, that was it for me. This is and so then the part fun. about he went to San Diego and he learned how to chill more. He's got that good vibes, babe. Because he went to get, right. Yesterday, Lawrence Holmes has, he says he's been waiting 17 years, 17 years. He's been waiting to ask Tony Dungy a question. 
And on the debut show of Football Night in Chicago on NBC Sports Chicago, we got an answer. I was in on a bunch of your press conferences. And that first Sunday, when you guys came down there to Fort Lauderdale, I was the person who asked you about Devin Hester because everyone had been asking me about Devin Hester. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Tony how he feels about it. You were adamant that you were not going to kick to Devin Hester, that that was not going to be a part of your game plan. I, I gave it to the people of Chicago. And then I walk into Hard Rock Stadium and immediately you kick off to Devin Hester. So I got to know what happened. And I thought we was cool. I'll tell you exactly what happened. I remember the question. And for 10 days, we talked about never letting him touch the ball. We practiced all week up in Indianapolis, squib kicking, kicking to the corners, punting out of bounds. He's not going to touch the ball. Saturday, before the game, we have uh, a chapel service. And the chaplain talks about David and Goliath. And he says, the reason that David handled Goliath, because he wasn't afraid. Everybody else was afraid. They ran away from Goliath. David ran straight at him. So after 14 days of we're not going to let Devin Hester touch the ball, I started thinking, are we afraid of Devin Hester? Maybe we need to be like David. Maybe we just need to go right at him. So I told the team after the chapel service, if we lose the toss, you know what? We're kicking off. We're kicking right down the middle. We're going to pound him. And when he falls like Goliath, the game will be over. And that's when it changed. <laughs> so we lose the toss. We kick off right down the middle to him. He goes 12 seconds later. He's in the other end zone. The whole sideline is looking at me like, what is wrong with him? The lesson, of course, is never take to heart things you hear at a worship service. <laughs> that's only going to lead to Molly bad. is staring disapprovingly at you from whatever it's, locale it's, he is it's, at. It's obvious that they don't know what they're talking about, and you're going to make bad decisions based on things that you hear in services. I hate to that's tell you the that, takeaway. I hate to tell you this, but I've gotten a lot of like really quick, swift answers through through those upstairs that he I cannot fully explain. So is that Voldemort? No. Oh, okay. Careful. But I will also say this. It is an inspirational story, but ball don't lie. And the David and Goliath thing, I mean, it worked in Hoosiers, right? The whole thing. And they the Philistine and the, they slung the rock and they're like, yeah, go get him. I don't even know if it really happened for the Hickory, whatever they are. The Hickory, something. Sick. Sycamore? No, something. That can't be the Hickory Sycamores or the Sycamore Hickories. <laughs> that, would just... make, that would make a whole lot of sense. What were they? Somethings. The Hickory. Gene Hackmans. Yeah. And the, the fighting Gene Hackmans. It worked for them. Didn't work for the. Uh, uh, I guess they ended up working for the Colts. They won the game, right? I love that Tony Dungy actually admitted it, though. That's so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> Eight one five says that warms my atheist heart. The seven seven three never listen to God. Dan also just told me during the break, never try. Is essentially I didn't say that. You kind of did. No, I didn't. That is a complete misrepresentation of what I was saying about how I learned to have fun on vacation. Don't overplan. Don't create unrealistic expectations. Don't try to control too much. And that way, things can just kind of happen, man. You said don't plan. And don't I was plan, like, the secret, never try. Or or have a wife who's a planner. and then She I, is a planner by trade. Yes, and then I can just be Jeff Lebowski. <laughs> Whatever, man. Bacon. <laughs> 
<laughs> we just all came up with a random. Somebody... I also wanted to say hickory dickory docks, and instead I I said hickory sycamore. <laughs> I don't remember what they were. I've seen the movie probably fifty times. The Fighting Gene Hackmans. Uh, try, but also biblical stories are biblical. The Super Bowl is pretty great, but it's still not biblical proportion. Or biblical losses for the Bears in that game. But when we come back, we will do transition with the Parkins and Spiegel show that will be represented by Mark Grody and Gabe Ramirez. So keep it here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 